Welcome to the Primal Priestess Podcast. I'm Hannah, your host, and this season is called The Sister Series with my real-life sister, Leah Hughes. Today's episode is called Conscious Conflict and the Sister Wound. Leah and I actually got into a fight, per se, the day we launched our last episode, and we are bringing it here to episode two with all the juicy details and a walk through what new paradigm conscious conflict can look like between women. In this episode, we dive deep into the projections that we put out onto each other and how our different human design energy types move through experiences. We will talk about how the new paradigm deals with conflict, language we utilize, how to hold space, and clearing old stories of copying, competition, better than, not enough, general hierarchy amongst women. A big theme for today's talk is radical self-responsibility and meeting each woman in your life as a mirror into your own wounding. I hope you leave today with some really good perspective shifts, language, and inner paradigm work on your own sister wound. And if you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to reach out to me on Insta at the Primal Priestess or Leah at of.mystic.nature to discuss these topics more. Enjoy the episode. Let's recap what ha- what's happened in between the last episode and now, which is that the day <laughs> you released that episode, I was so triggered and upset with you that I couldn't even talk about the fact that we had recorded a podcast and you like made this big story series and I just like clicked (laughs) add to story on mine and like didn't add any of my own words and was like whatever (laughs) um yeah yeah so like to think that just because we're sisters and we're best friends that we don't have to look at these deeper layers of like just the sister wound and competition and jealousy and betrayal projections (laughs) stories i love that this is where you just took this conversation because i was totally on we obviously we were just talking prior to this and i was on a totally different tangent but it's all interconnected and it's interwoven and i'm seeing how it's all so here for me right now i want to preface with the fact that i was in this community i hosted facilitated hosted led managed a community earlier this this year and last year and for a couple years just kind of growing it now got up to like 30 women local in person and um i ended it this year and there was a big fallout and i lost a lot of friends and in in the whole process i like had this i had this whole thing about like okay like i need to heal my sister wound i can't hold i can't hold 30 women and be so shitty with boundaries and like projecting and broken and like not liking them not wanting them in the group and not wanting to show up for certain people and showing up more for others and anyways i set the like the intention to heal that and to like sift that out because i know i know my job is to lead community that's like that's not a doubt but i knew i needed to do this work and then you and i cosmically join into our mentors group the frequency keepers Mm -hmm. and then you and i cosmically are like met with our sister wound and then we're in this group that's all about that is now all about like counsel with women and conscious relationships with women and i just feel like this is so this is i'm i get excited it's funny you like you brought the conflict to me and i was like goody like yeah, a fight. This is great. I want to give like the little details. Yeah, you, story yeah you, to it's that, your so. story. So I didn't want to say that, but I wanted to give my preface that I'm like, I'm like jazzed up to be in a conflict. It's exciting. Because I also know you can meet me. That's, yeah. That's, I think that's like the key here is that I literally wrote that down. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah and I have 
the depth of relationship established. And we did not always have this. I think I said this in the last episode, but um, shifting and out of victim consciousness and like learning the tools for um, just like radical responsibility and relating has like allowed us to have this kind of relationship. And so even though it felt really shitty, what was coming up for me, I knew instantly like, okay, this Hannah is like someone that I can bring this to and we're going to be sisters forever. It's not going to like break the relationship or something. It's just like something to be worked through. And I think in the past when energy would come up like this for me, I would just kind of stuff it down and like wait for time to pass with everyone or just with me. Is this the first time you feel like you were able to bring it up? Right no, off the bat. I no. No, I guess I've worked through stuff like that with with a couple other close friends, but it never it, this is us. the first time for us and it's the first time that it actually feels this good and resolved. I think I've brought things forward in other relationships and I'm not always like met fully or I don't know, like, it just doesn't feel fully clean and resolved at the end. I feel kind of like, oh, I wish I, like, I don't know, that feels kind of weird. (laughs) I literally wrote this down before our call. My big story is that other women can rarely meet me as authentically and cleanly as I can meet them. Mm. Which is also a projection of hierarchy of myself that I will gladly acknowledge. But there's, right, there's seeds of truth in it. And it's been a really big thing for me this year. I feel like I've poured out my heart many times and just been like met with projections and like haven't been able to like go deep because there's other people are so busy in their stories against me. And I feel like what happened between us was actually like an invitation for me to realize that there are women that can meet me. And can have like that conflict can occur and resolution can occur. This is the first time I feel like it's really happened for me. Mm, I don't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, so let's tell the story. <laughs> yeah, so, they're probably like, are you going to give us the details? <laughs> okay, so my, I'll just say my, this is Leah speaking. So my spiritual practices, my psychic experiences, my connections to the unseen like that world is super sacred and secret to me it's not stuff that i share with others um i mean generally i don't share those stories with that many people um and i had been holding on to this like really big power story for months and I just for some reason didn't want to tell Hannah and then out of nowhere one day I was like okay it's time like I'm gonna tell you what's actually been happening for me in the past three months here and I tell her this like big long story and it feels really good and she feels like lit up and she and I guess I'll let you tell your story in a minute but yeah, no, anyways tell, it, yeah, it, I don't like telling both sides like let's yeah. hear your whole let's hear your story with your projections <laughs> sure so I'm like wow it feels like really good to tell her and I'm feeling like all radiant in my story and like I'm feeling special and whatever and I'm just like okay so then 48 hours later <laughs> or not even 48 hours later I'm just like chilling in my house and I get a notification that I have an email that's just come through. And it's like from Hannah. It's like her email that goes out to hundreds of people or whatever. And I open it up and like halfway down the thing, she's like telling a story. Just say the projection. You can say the projection and we can work through it after. Yeah, like she copied this is the projection she literally like copied my story that i had just told her which was like one of my deepest spiritual experiences 
she like claimed that she also had almost an identical experience as how I read it. And then she was like blasting it to her entire email list. And I felt like, what the fuck? Like, how, what is this? I was like so triggered. Like, how dare you like take my experience and like share it to everyone? And then I think she was like, you know, promoting like one of her offerings or a course at the end. And it was like somehow attached to this story. And I was just like, oh my God, like my deepest spiritual experience is being exploited on my sister's email. And it just felt like, yeah, I, to tie in like how that landed in my body was like, I literally felt like stabbed in the back and I had this throbbing pain like under my left, um, left shoulder blade for like weeks. And like every time I would think about her or like talk about an experience or even talk about other women or working with other women, just like feel this like raging pain in my shoulder blade. And I, I was like, okay, I don't want to project on my sister. Like if I'm feeling super triggered, obviously there's something here for me too. But I'm like so fucking triggered that I can't even see my part. So I sat on it for like about a week. And then it was the day that she released the podcast. And she's like, I'm releasing the podcast. And I was like, I need to talk to you. But um, I had already released it. But she had already released it, which is fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it's aligned. So it's so we can bring this. It's so we can bring this story to you guys too. Should I tell my side to this? And then we can come to the, the yeah. call. Okay. Yeah. So in my life. I can I talk about what email it was and what it, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Getting permission first, consent to share. Um, it was my email that I went out around creating altars on my land. And so in my life, I had been working. I mean, if you read the email or if you're on the list, I had been working, I've been working with the directions and um, trying to move we were trying to move off of our land and I'm like, something is not like, there's something we haven't done here. There's something to complete. There's something to finish. And I can't figure out what it is. And I'm like in meditation, I'm crying. I'm like at the altar, like, tell me what it is. This is my story. Right. And then Leah hops in in this phone call randomly, like, I'm ready to tell you what all the work I've been doing is. And as she's telling me it, my I'm lit up as fuck because I'm like, oh, this is divine alignment. This is what I've been waiting for. This is it. This is the thing that's been waiting to come through to like make all the things happen, to finally put everything into place. And I could see in my life what I was going through, why it couldn't have been any other day. It couldn't have been weeks earlier. I mean, she was going through it for months. It couldn't have been any other time. Um, so then I like, I'm like, okay, let's get to work. Like, cause she had shared what she did and I was like really inspired by it, which essentially was the part that inspired me was like going out to the land and asking what the land needs. Which probably isn't what you said, but it's what I took from what you told me. So I went out to the land and I asked the land what it needed and I was guided to make these altars. And um, then I wrote an email about it because it was really transformational for me. <laughs> so I'm over here like, we're power sisters. <laughs> And you're like over there being seriously betrayed that I just took this because for you, it wasn't like, it was important for me, but it wasn't like this deeply profound. It was just, I have like a series of spiritual events after another, like, I feel like my life is just like the next spiritual event the next week. And they go really quickly and they have depth, but I integrate them incredibly quickly. And then I move to what's next. And so for me, it was just like the next thing. But for you, it was like months of deep work. 
Yeah. And I think that was like one of the, so when I did call, yeah, when I did call Hannah after I had released the podcast while I'm sitting in the bar (laughs) drinking a beer. Yeah. I was like, you know, I just brought it forward to her and was like, I feel like you copied me. And this is like a trigger from our relationship. You might've heard it in the first episode. You know, like if I buy mason jars for my kitchen herbs, Hannah's going to buy mason jars for her kitchen herbs. If I wear this certain clothes, she's going to wear this certain clothes. If I want it, like, it's just this thing from our childhood, from her being two years younger. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think many people can relate if you have another sister, like supernatural developmental thing. And yeah, it's always been like cute and charming until it felt like threatening, threatening that like, and it's, 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 it's felt threatening and ex- exploit, exploitative. Exploitive. Exploitive. Yeah. Anyways. But but then I started like adding all these other projections onto it where I was like, you, I mean, that was only 48 hours after our phone call. Like I've been going through this for months and like you haven't even, how can you even integrate something that fast? And like my story was like that this came I didn't like get this idea from someone. This was like pure channeling on my land and that I've been deep in this process. So it's like deeper, more spiritual and more valid than her experience, which is where the projections got like so sloppy. And she was just kind of like, okay, so what you're saying is that my experience isn't integrated because I didn't move as slow as you. And I didn't say that at the time. That was that was the conversation we had on Thanksgiving. Okay, well, you know what? But I do want to talk about that phone call because I think this is an important part of conscious okay. conflict. Okay. Right, where we didn't just like have this really conscious healing resolution dialogue on the first phone call. Right. I think it was like me bringing all of my shit to you. And I, I'll say my physical reaction was like, whoa, I was like... um really hurt. And also I was really embarrassed. I questioned you. Yeah. You were like, you, what did you say? You were like, you were regurgitating, regurgitating what you did and that it wasn't like real, which felt really, I maybe you didn't say that it felt really invalidating to a very spiritual experience that I had that was really healing for me. And I was also sitting with really deep shame and embarrassment. Like, I, oh, see, we haven't talked about this part yet. I feel like I've been, like, working up my entire life to become close to you. And I'm getting this phone call. And I'm like, oh, there it goes. I just fucked it all up. Because you said to me on that phone call, you were like, my new boundary is that I'm just not going to share anything with you. And I was like, and I said, I'm my new boundary is I'm not going to share anything with you that I don't want regurgitated <laughs> to your email list, which was my, and, and I also, but I heard that and I was like, I mean, I'll talk about, yeah, it was really painful to hear that the, with the original, the authentic reactive reaction was self-shame like okay there you go you fucked it all up you fuck everything up she's you guys are never going to be close this is my pattern i fuck up all my female friendships but my story is that i fuck up my female friendships by moving too fast by getting too big i'm too much Mm -hmm. i'm too loud i'm too talkative i'm too excited i'm too much i'm too fast um and i feel like i fuck up a lot of my friendships by being that way. So that was what came up to me on that phone call. I have also done so much work around sister wound and holding space that I immediately recognized that that phone call wasn't the space for me to then speak my piece. Yeah. I did a good job of just being like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. That's not my experience of it. I felt like that was like the the defense coming up, like you kept saying, that's not my experience of it, but I hear what you're saying. 
yeah, like I couldn't, and that's, I'm still learning this. Like I couldn't agree with you. I was like, yeah, like that's, that's just really not, I think I was saying that's just not how I see things. I totally understand why it would feel like a betrayal. Like, yeah, like, let's look at that. And I'm also really happy to, like I said, I'm excited to, to meet these versions of myself because there are seeds of truth. This isn't just all one-sided. I, I do copy you. I do have a history of copying you. That's not like a lie. I'm not going to deny it. And so it was like a really, for me in my personal development journey, it was a really good opportunity to be like, okay, like let's fine tune. Am I doing this? And I had to sit with this for a while. My husband, we actually were like talking about it. And I was like, yeah, like she was just so mad that I told her story. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, like, did, did you tell her story or did you tell your story? And I was like, I mean, I told my story, but it was inspired by hers. And I love Mason. He was like, all right. Like, did anyone ever inspire her ever? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think I did say that to you on the first phone call too, where I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, like everything I've ever written or posted or done, like, I don't believe I've ever had like a solely original thought with a new language that's never been spoken on earth. Like I kind of got salty about it where I was like, yeah, yeah like everyone has taught me something. Yeah. And like, I couldn't deny that. Like I didn't go out there with the intent to copy you. My intent was to ask the land and the result was actually nowhere near the experience that you had. <laughs> yeah. I but think there was like a, there was a small part that was similar, which was an altar. Multiple altar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think, I think like what was really helpful for me was like you held space and you listened, but also you did say, you did ask like some prompting questions. Like you, like, well, first you said, this isn't my, there was some saltiness. There was some defense, which is, you you could also hold space for that back. I feel like you weren't, I'm talking about this as like, you know, kind of a teaching experience for women going through sisterhood. Like if you're going to bring something to someone, expect for them to also project back onto you. And can we both hold space for each other's? Yeah. Cause it's not, these are like, these are templates of relating that we're like deconstructing in yeah. these relationships. So especially with someone who's willing to go there with you. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not about that person. Like when you're in deep relationship, like we, we literally project, we mirror Mm -hmm. these like deeper parts of ourselves. So the deeper that you go into sisterhood and into, into romantic union and, and relationship, like these parts are there no matter what. And so like, there is this, this way of being able to hold space for the triggers and then like come back to it. So I think we, you posed a few questions, you held space, but also were like, that's not my experience, which allowed me to kind of be like, Oh, that's not her experience. Like, okay. So she's not just going to cave to me. Like she's going to hold her own and say like, that's not my experience, but I understand yours. And then what she posed which is like what really helped shift things for me in the coming days was like, is your purpose in sharing, like, isn't the purpose of sharing to like expand people? So like, who cares who shared about it? But like, are you serving expansion or is it like just for you to keep? Is that what you said? I think I was like, are you not here to like, activate the whole collective (laughs) or something like that. Right. And then that's kind of when I like shared, you know, I'm like, yeah, like I, I learned, 
I obviously, if you're here, you're probably following me online. Like I've learned a lot and I share a lot and everything I've learned has been inspired by a teaching that I've gotten somewhere. And I, that's where I felt really defensive where I was like, like, I, I can't learn something and not have an experience after it. Like I'm going to integrate it. I'm not, not going to integrate it immediately. I'm going to implement it immediately in my life when it feels, when it lights me up, which I did. Um, and that's where I felt really defensive, but how easy, I just want to like touch on really quickly, how easy it would have been for me to go, um, two different routes, literally the whole phone call be like, that's not what happened. Like you, right. Just like mad at you. I like how you can hardly even think of what the other <laughs> as no. you're trying to explain what no, the, the other, the other, the other <laughs> That's not what happened. Like I could have very easily just been like, like belittled you for coming, for bringing that to me. Yeah. And I could have also just been like, go back where I already said the other route, the self-shaming, the self-pity. Yeah. Making myself your villain, which also makes me my own victim. Like it could have been these, these two different routes where I would have been like, yeah, you're right. I did copy you. I'm unoriginal. Instead of just like, I, and I also had to have, I did go through that after we got off the phone for days where I like really dropped in with myself and that experience. And then I reread my email and I reread my journal and I was just like, yeah, okay. Like I definitely used language that you gave me and I did make the decision in that moment to only use language. If not like if I created the language, but if it really feels unique to me and not just to throw your words at it, like I feel like a word that you've given me is template and that I'm actually in that time. I was like, you know, I feel like I've used template a lot lately and the word blueprint actually feels more authentic to me template when I even say it, it feels like, it feels like I'm saying it because you say it. Mm. So the, that conversation did prompt me to fine tune myself and to clean up my life, my energy leaks. And I appreciated that. But I, in that, in that self-reflection time, I definitely was like, yeah, no, this is actually my completely original story. And none of this is like copied. And there is definitely inspiration and I had to like, look, because the big thing that you had worded to me, you said, I, this is a betrayal. That was the word that you used. I feel betrayed. And that like, I was like, fuck, like, that's a really big word. And so I, when I looked at betrayal, I was like, did I tell her story? And I'm going to just say like, I, I didn't, like, I didn't tell your story at all. Yeah. I think I said, I got off a phone call with my sister that inspired me. And so that was like where I feel like I, I knew I didn't tell your story, but then there were the seeds of truth for myself to clean up my, to clean up my energy around like my own language. Yeah. And I think after we had that first conversation, even just like getting that out in the open for me moved a lot of energy and I was able to sit with some of the yuckier things that came through for me in the following days, which is that like, I think I'm better than everyone. And um, that like my experience is like the most highest spiritual experience more than someone else's. Um, yeah, really just like this pedestaling myself above other women to like yeah it's really just like a form of to keep myself safe mm -hmm. but it also keeps me like really disconnected you say like my my tendency was to copy you but your tendency was to put me down totally and so it was just like a playing out of our same old stories as adults yeah and so I think before I would have like never even just said what I said publicly, like that I think I'm better than everyone. But what I'm learning right now through this work that we're doing together um, and through these conversations we're having is that like these, it's not me. Like I don't actually in my core think that I'm better than people. Um, I'll just go back to say like these are templates of relating that that we are like, what was the word that I used? 
yeah, we're like shaking out these like old templates of like how women relate and how mechanisms for how we keep hierarchy, how we keep ourselves safe. Um, you know, and I think this all stems, it just stems from like old paradigm. It stems from being a woman, having women's blood and DNA running through our bodies, um, the oppression of women, the hunting of women, the murdering of women, like, so. Yeah, and I want to touch too on like the whole, like, it, the integration too, and even just like starting to acknowledge, like, let's go back to human design, like how different you and I are and how different energy moves through us. We had talked about this. We had this talk on Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry, you guys. It was such a good conversation. It was like two hours long and we were like, fuck, we should have recorded that. <laughs> we have to redo it, but it won't be as good. Um, but something we touched on too is, and I think we still had this kind of, we didn't really talk about it until Thanksgiving. And then um, you brought it up and I think you, we were, you, we were both like, yeah, like it feels kind of gone, but we like something is still there and we needed to have like another dialogue about it. And that was like a big part of it was like, I feel like the story you were even still holding on Thanksgiving was that like, yours was more real and yours was more potent because it was longer and deeper. And I had an integrated mind because it had only been 48 hours. And what I had posed to you that I'm going to just say here too is like, I don't disagree with that. I don't think mine was as deep as yours. And it was interesting because I was like, I never thought it was. And I never said it was it was like a competition you were in that I wasn't in where I was like, Oh, I'm just like inspired to have an experience. But like, I didn't think it was like deeper or more important or more, more like as if anything could be more important or more deeper. Like I, I didn't feel like there was a competition of depth. Um, and, and so- that's where my wound comes <laughs> in right there is because I'm competing for mine to be deeper, you know? And when I look at your story and my story, and if I was to put them on a hierarchy of depth, your story is way deeper than mine, but I didn't need a deep story. I needed a quick clearing. And I got that from the experience. And like, that was another thing that we were like really thinking about our human designs where I'm like, like looking at my line three and her line two. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I don't even actually yeah, your whole thing was like, you didn't even integrate it. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't, I just share shit. Like, I don't have to have it fully integrated to share it. I actually integrate more fully through my process of sharing, which is why I'm constantly sharing like long lengthy stories on Instagram while I'm deep in them. Because I noticed as I'm typing, thank you, everyone who reads my 100 stories a day. Like when I'm typing those, they literally are coming to me in that moment. And I'm putting the connections together by sharing them with people. That's my three, five. Her two, six over here is like, don't even think about speaking it until it's perfected. Yeah. My whole life is like, what, what, what's been happening for me, I think since about July is I realized that my entire life is a backlog of like, stories that have never been told work that's never been shared and it not like it needs to all be on like Instagram or something but just like in a larger sense like so much has channeled through me and it's all like been lodged in my body and I haven't had any outlet for it so like really what has been happening for me since July is like, okay, it's like time to start kind of like funneling through this stuff. It needs to take form. And so this has been like a big period of expressing. And like the more I express and the more I move forward, I just am like, I feel like I have been like spiritually and energetically constipated. physically too not physically surprisingly (laughs) yeah it's one of those 
No, but it was, it's definitely been affecting my physical body in the sense that I feel like have been feeling like chronically tired and like heavy and weighed down up until I was like able to start moving this energy out. Um, so I guess I wasn't like physically constipated, but in a sense, you know. And there's also like that layer too that I, there was like the people, women who emailed me back on that were like, it was just beautiful to see the responses of people being like, I've had the same thing. And like, it was all, it, there was just so many women that were inspired by my share. And so I'm sitting over here like, oh my God, like Leah, you got to get these stories out. Like they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be fully integrated. People don't have to know every nuance. Um, like I shared that story. I'm okay telling you guys like the bare details Y'all probably very often people think they're getting like the full story. And I'm like, no, this, every story I share online, you guys could each be its own book, but I don't write the whole book. I give, I give people like, yeah. I give people a feel and I'm like, you want to know it all? Like get, get in with me, get in my inner circle, right? Like get close to me, create a relationship with me and you will know the full stories. Um, and maybe that's actually not just like even your way of relating with people, but I'm really okay. I'm like, yeah, like my purpose of sharing that story wasn't so that everyone could understand the entire process. Yeah, It was to promo an event <laughs> that was related, that was actually inspired and related by this, right? Because this is all about using the four directions for me and channeling channeling the vortex of power that's available to you when you tap into all four directions, which I had done on the land. Um, so like, as I'm doing that work, I'm like, Oh, how perfect. I'm creating an offering right now about this. Of course I'm living it. Everything I offer to this world, um, is something I've actively li lived or living. And so I always weave in the story with it because that's the only way I teach, right? Let's go back to my line three, five, like, the only things that I'm here to teach for you women are the things that I feel like I went through a trial and error process on and then totally was like, it clicked for me. I'm going to share it with you, um, which is just different for you. That's yeah. a totally different way of relating. Yeah. You. Like the six, two is like, I'm here to teach and lead. And the line two is like, I've spent my entire life of endless hours, like perfecting all of my skills and I'm a hermit about it. And the sixth line is asking me to like come forward with those pieces. But it's like a dance for me because being the hermit is, um, has definitely like become my comfort zone. Well, and for you too, that line too is about kind of teaching the perfected version of it. Right. Or so I, like, I don't come out with things yeah. like, it's really hard for me to share something that has not been like fully processed and integrated because I'm here to share. I'm here to share like how it is. Like I can tell you like, this is how it is. <laughs> I literally just lived through this entire thing. And like, this is the gold at the end. Like that's how it makes sense for me. And how it makes sense for me is to be like, let me walk you. I walked through a trial and error process. I'm actually not here to tell you the goal, the ending, I'm here to walk you through your own trial and error process as you find what's for you. And so for me, I'm like, have you tried asking the land and building an altar? Cause it worked for me, <laughs> right? Like, and I'm just throwing ideas out here. And there's just, I think that's also why I love like being able, so this actually comes to like the competition, right? Where it's like, we're actually, you and I can't be in a competition when we adhere to like our human designs and our mm -hmm. way of relating with the world because we're here to do completely different things. Even if it looks like we're doing similar things, like we're both teaching, we're both creating courses, we're both creating workshops, we're both, you know, offering sessions. Um, someday both of us will be offering mentorships. And <laughs> so see, that's funny. We're laughing. We're laughing at that because Hannah easily offers mentorship and to walk with women through their own trial and error process. Right. And I'm over here like, could I do that? Well, it's not like fully perfect. And, you know, 
And I'm like, that's I'm, why you should do it though. It's because <laughs> Yeah. And like, yes, I've I've worked one on one with people in the past and mm. but there's like something in me that's like if the layout isn't perfect or I'm not like completely clear on exactly what work we're gonna be doing together or like the format, like there's just the details have to be perfect and <laughs> you know. I'm sorting that out. I'm going to be opening up um, a few spaces for one-on-one work uh, this week. So, Mike. <laughs> um, anyways, so do you want to drop into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's like we just like moved through this conflict in like two, three weeks, and I feel like it was like a deep conflict, but it also feels really. For me, I don't know how it feels for you. For me, it felt like really expansive and it felt like going deeper together and it felt um, it felt like it went really smooth and really quick in comparison to the dozens of conflicts that I am actively and currently still in with women. Um not like actively fighting, but just like that I can feel is like really leaky energy all over the map. Maybe some of you are even listening to this right now. And I'm just sitting with these questions of like, how do I, like, I'm still learning this, right? Like, I'm still like, I just did it for the first time. And I'm like, okay, cool. All conflict should feel like that. You bring your shit to me. I hold my boundary. I don't just bend to you. I hold my boundary. I stand true in who I am. I also hold space for your story because your story is real. I I take that we take space. I take time. Oh, oh and we reflect too. Real like, quick, I'm going to come up on a workshop on this. I'm going to create a structure for you guys for conscious conflict. This is epic. It's coming yeah. to me right now. I also feel like a lot of a lot of the work I'm using quotations. You can't see my fingers, but like a lot of this work was like actually just us coming forward, saying our piece, and then taking a little bit of space and like actually just reflecting. And I don't feel like there was so much work that needed to be done between us after that. It was more just like I needed to sit in the projections that I had and like actually, you know, eat the humble pie and I needed to de armor myself. And I needed to sit and clean up my energy and fine tune my frequency. And then when we came back together, there was like maybe a couple more things. And it wasn't about you did this and you did this, which I feel like is like really old paradigm conflict. And that's okay. I'm going to relate back to like the current conflicts that I'm in with women is like, I get messages that are just like blaming all of the things I've done. And I'm like, Okay, like the way Leah brought it to me is like, I feel like you even were like, I'm sifting through a lot of stuff. I feel like it's an old story I hold. It's a pattern I've seen in my relationship. Here's what it is. It was almost like, what's the truth in it? You like brought it to me with like this curiosity of like, let's find the truth in it together. Um, And like talking about myself, I was like, I'm feeling all this. And like, this is my perspective on it. I feel like you copied me and this is why I feel this way. And it's not just like you are a horrible person. You're unoriginal. Like it wasn't all these projections all over me. And I say this, right. Once again, I was like, I feel like I am on that end of projections by a lot of women right now, but also going to acknowledge on the flip side Probably the reason I'm in that is because I have done that to other people. That is my karma, right? That is the, that is the magnetism that I drew into myself or way earlier this year, probably throughout my entire life. But like, what does it, I don't even know where we're going with this podcast. It's just been really sitting with me as like my boundary, you know, um, when someone comes at me like that, I literally just block them or I don't respond. Because I'm like, no, like I, I am so happy. I, once again, I am ecstatic to meet these versions of myself. I'm happy to go deep. I'm happy to be like wrong. I'm happy to meet my shadow. But I can't do those things when someone just like word vomits all of their projections and stories all over me. It's radical responsibility. 
inside of conflict. Like, what would it look like to show up to the table ready to own your shit? If you're going to, and this is where I'm like thinking about all the times that I've gone after women and been like, you did this and I didn't like it. Instead of being like, wow, I have a history of feeling like I'm not enough. And when you said those words, I felt in my body like I wasn't enough. And I'm not saying that that was your intention, but like, this is the story I'm holding about you right now is that you think you're better than me. Mm -hmm. And like, do you feel any of that within you? And like, that's like an invitation to meet each other deeper. To Oh, I have full body chills because I can think of a list of women I would love to do this with. Um, But for me, I, I've been putting up a wall by doing the ghosting and the blocking and the just like not responding because I'm like, this doesn't, this looks like it's going to drain me. And then I put myself on a pedestal by thinking, oh, I know how to do conflict better than you, which is just like probably a seed of truth, but also definitely like a pedestal. And that I'm actually currently, I'm sharing my line three right now. I do not have this figured out, you guys. That's why I'm talking about it. That's why I wanted to talk about it. That's why I want to podcast about it because I don't know what to do in those moments where I'm like, yeah, like this is a healing opportunity, but I feel like I can't be met. It doesn't feel safe for me to even respond to this. Um, It doesn't feel like this other person is going to take any responsibility whatsoever. It just feels like they want to project all over me. When I get a message like that, I look at it or I listen to it and I'm like, wow, this seems like this has a lot to do with you. Yeah. And like, well, I, I think see. that's like the difference of why this conscious conflict is not going to happen with people who can't accept accountability for themselves. Mm. So if people are bringing that energy to you for conflict, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that warrants a block or right. ignore, like, because yeah. but I'm like, I want to help them. I want to help them get there. But that at the same time, is that being the hero, you're the hero, I'm the, I'm the hero. Yeah, like we're not anyone's hero. So we just block and we don't even, but this goes back to what we've been talking about over Thanksgiving weekend is a family pattern and probably a family pattern for a lot of people of just not talking about things because they're, Oh, I'll just, we'll just not talk about it. And I, and I kind of feel like, it could be a block, but it could also be like, I'm not available for this kind of conversation. Yeah. It's like a good time to like assert a boundary and also to create an invitation, which is like, can sort of like hold that piece in you. That's yeah. like, not really like the hero, but like, Hey, I like want to do this with you, but I want to do it differently. And I think that's where you that's can like you. assert the boundary. I feel like then I have to guide the conversation. I'm thinking about just the most recent conflict no, that I you got don't into. Have to guide. Like, you don't have to guide. It's you just like this, me, is... this is how you do it. Like, it, oh, see, I have a hard time even setting boundaries. I'm just like, wow, uh, if I was to say that, it would okay, be a little... But think about it like how you would say it to your husband. Yeah, like, I'm like, I love What you. is an invitation? Mm. Like, hey, I can tell that you're really worked up about this or whatever. Yeah. And like, also... I, I'm not open for dialogue in this way. And what I would really love that, that's a, that sounds inviting, right? What I would really love is to talk about it like this. And also, and then like, and and then like question, like, are you willing to do this? Because then it like creates, like, I feel like this is a larger thing Mm. that can be practiced in a relationship anywhere. It's just like, this is my boundary. And also instead of just being like, uh, my boundaries of fucking wall, like back off. It's like, see, that's where I go. Yeah, this is my boundary. Mm. And like, also, I'm going to let you know what I am available for so that you can make a choice to still connect with me. And yeah. if they actually want to heal and connect with you, then you guys will work it out. But if they are just using you as a dumping ground, then there's really nothing to like move forward with. And I have done that before in the past. I've sent, there is a conflict that I'm thinking of that I, I was a text. And this is also real quick. Like you can't, there's no conscious conflict over text. And that's also to me, like if you're going to send me a DM or a text with all your list of issues with me, I'm like, it's, no, but that to me right off the bat is like a no. I'm like, you know what I would appreciate is a text. It's like, Hey, I'm holding a story. 
I'd love to talk. Can we meet up? Can yeah. we have a phone call? Can we do a Zoom chat? You can't do conscious conflict over text. Mm-mm. You can't do it over... Uh, you've got to have the in-person, the reactions, the inflictions. I would even say the facial cues are important for conscious conflict, the body language. Um, However, you and I did do ours over the phone, but, and so, yeah, there is a time that I did respond with like, Hey, like I can see this is really hard for you. I'm happy to meet, meet you um, with like an open heart and discuss what's going on. But I, I, I need us both to be there. I yeah. know I made mistakes, but you've also made mistakes too. And, we, um, and like, until we're both, I'm ready to own mine. Are you ready to own yours? And yeah. that also, but see, this is where I feel like I'm on a hierarchy still where I'm like, I know how to do it and you don't. And that's the, that's the frequency I hold, which is what I want to fine tune, which is why I currently just put up a bit block. Cause I don't know how to fucking do it yet. But yeah. I actually just didn't get a response at all. She just never even responded to me after that. Um, yeah. So I tried that once and it didn't work the way I wanted it to. So I think I've just never tried it again. Um, yeah. And what was the frequency you were truly emitting? Like, what the, I was better than her for sure. Yeah. That was the frequency. And I think it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to show up with an open heart. Are you right? And that's kind of like, I got to. Yeah. We need like a text template. <laughs> this is like, like a response yeah. for someone who wants to get in a fight with you. Here's like for real though. Like we need, we do need, we don't know, we don't know how to do it. We don't. And I think a lot of us, like there's some of us who have like constant issues with like women friends. And then I think there's those of us like myself who are just like more lone wolf. Mm-hmm. And so we can think that we actually don't have problems with women, but it's because we're not even putting ourselves in the arena with women. But like, watch how much that changes when you decide to start a business or work online or collaborate. And um, you might someone quote unquote copies something that you just created or wants to collaborate with you. And then it's like messy or you, you know, like, Something. So I'm just speaking for myself on that, like thinking, oh, I don't have any problem with women. And then as I'm crawling out of my little hole, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I am triggered. I am triggered. I do have work to do. And it's beautiful because this is, this is like the work that we're here to do. This is the work that is needed to be done if we're going to be, um, elevating society, elevating like our, our communities. Um, so much of this conversation that I think a lot of people in our circles are having right now is like, oh, we're missing the village and like mothers need the village and like we all need to live together again. And, um, you know, I've dabbled in that a little bit over the past decade or so. And like, it's it's never functional and yeah. i think it's because the projections um, it's like lack of them. lack of communication also i just don't i don't really believe in people living fully communally um i don't think i don't think we've evolved that way like living in the nuclear family and becoming like um very like self-absorbed and self-focused and self-directed like we don't live in this like hive mind where like um i think when we lived in community that we weren't like so self-centered and i don't think it's a bad thing i don't either but i don't think it's development and involvement i don't think that's gonna like change necessarily so it's like what is our peace if we really want to live on on land with other families which is my vision um like what kind of dialogues are we bringing? What kind of meetings do we have? If we're working, if you work with someone, if you have a business partner, do you have a meeting once a month to like fully clear and process clear the air? Do we have like templates for navigating conflict and like staying on top of stuff because um, things can get buried and things can build and then they just tend to explode. So 
So we're bringing you a little mini template today, a little mini version of what it can look like. That's really, that's really how I saw this. And also something um, that we, we just listened to our mentor Sage say um, is, oh my gosh, I'm like reading it. Um, seeing the, I don't, she didn't say this, but she inspired, she inspired a thought within me of just about <laughs> seeing the greatness, stepping out of the hierarchy with women and seeing the greatness with them. So like, really, if you are in a conflict with another woman, seeing that as like an opportunity to illuminate their greatness, like what, what does it look like? I didn't like that what she said. How can I deepen the safety that I can give to women? That was literally what she said. And yeah. I, I wrote it down because it was so fucking powerful. Thank you, Sage. Because um, that's something that I'm still like, that that hit me so hard where I'm like, am I, you know, when these women bring something to me, even if I am going to respond with that, like, hey, I'd love to, I'd love to talk. Is the frequency that I want to help help like actually create a safe space for them too or do I just want to like put myself on a hierarchy that I know how to do conscious conflict and if you yeah. show up I'm gonna just project my hierarchy all over you yeah. and that's a something edge I'm still on um I want to just hierarchy like we yeah we were just listening to this call from our mentor and she said her her definition of what a hierarchy looks like in a new form is like recognizing mastery within each person and that we stand together. And it's not really like this top-down system of, of domineering, but like we each recognize that we have our own mastery. And when we fine tune that, we can hold space and like recognize when the person next to you has a mastery that you don't and like humble, humble ourselves and be open to that. And I think that's something I'm learning as an older sister to do right now is to be like, yeah, my sister is younger. Also, this is just this one lifetime that we happen to be two years apart and she's two years younger, but like our souls are infinite we vibrate differently. We came in with, um, you know, like different missions to accomplish and she does have mastery. Something that, that, that hierarchy discussion brought up in me was like, when I do that, their mastery, like that, how do I even word this? Okay, let's say I have projected that I am higher up than somebody on the hierarchy. Like, they actually are already meeting me fully because they are now a mirror to a story that I hold. Right? And so, like, when I'm triggered by something that someone is doing that I think is lower vibration, that I think is not meeting me fully, it's like an opportunity to soften. Right? What does it look like to to see them as like some, it's a projection, right? If someone is doing something I don't like, it's typically because it's something I have done before in the past, even if it was decades ago, a pattern maybe from teenagehood. And I'm going to say, oh, she's, she's under me. I was past that. I, I was past that when I was 15. So she's under me because she's still in that. Yeah. But in all reality, it's actually like this mirror to like that actually is triggering me because I'm still holding on to the story of when I did that. Mm -hmm. And like, did I need someone to think that they were better than me or did I need to pull them to pull me up into like their, the greatness that I am. The fact that I was able to evolve out of it, they can evolve out of it. And it's not that I'm better than them. Like it's that like that we're mirrors to each other. Yeah. Um, this is like, can you see the greatness in other people through the fact that like, right, let's come back to like the fact that time doesn't even exist, that we don't get to decide what other people's healing looks like. There's times that I'll judge a woman for doing something that I did two years ago and I'll think I'm better than her for it. And it's like, okay, well, at one point someone had to meet me in love in that habit, in that pattern. Yeah. So I could move out of it. I'm going to be like real. Let's just say it like it's 
for me, like a big one is like women using pronouns right now. Like I automatically have like a hierarchy where I'm like, I'm not in that. Okay. Well, I was using pronouns at one point in my life. And so I'm like, yeah, like, what did I need? Did I need to just be like, have that person block me out completely? Or did I need them to like welcome me in and be like, Hey, like this, like to be a lighthouse essentially and yeah. to have the lighthouse, not with like, I know better than everyone, but like it's in invitations, yeah. softening invitations. Women, women rising into their greatness mm. alongside each other. That's what we're here for. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find me on Instagram at the Primal Priestess or Leah at of.mystic.nature. And we'll see you next time where we will possibly be discussing German new medicine, new paradigm healing, frequency medicine, and more.